right, well, welcome everybody back to Tuesday Bro Tuesday. You know, this show that used to be a live call-in show that was my failed experiment at having a live call-in show. Might go back to that someday, but for now, it's just Tuesday Bro Tuesday. You know, this stream is a thing that wasn't, it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen, and then it was going to happen, and then it wasn't going to happen, and then it was going to happen. And then when I came in here on to, uh, to YouTube to sit at my computer to sort of set up this stream, it it was looking like YouTube was not going to let me stream. And I just, if I could, welcome everybody. Welcome everybody in the chat. Good Lord, it's been a minute since I've been streaming. It feels good. Feels good to be back streaming. Yeah, I, I, Jason, I see that. Um, I'm just gonna take a little bit of time right now to complain about YouTube just for a little bit, just for a little bit, despite, uh, you know, in, including the fact that they've been demonetizing and uh, taking down videos. And thankfully I have my man, Jeremy V is helping me out. We're gonna try to save this YouTube channel, but uh, here here we go. We're starting, we're ending this year and starting a new year with Grim Green. Welcome, welcome Nero. I see you there, welcome Zero. Vapes, hey from Ireland, the mouth of the land of mouth to lung only. That's that sounds like someplace I want to go. I've been on a big mouth to lung kick, but let me complain about YouTube for just a, a little bit of a second. YouTube's annoying, and everybody knows it. All the content creators are annoyed with YouTube. Everybody seems to be annoyed with YouTube. YouTube seems to be annoyed with YouTube. And one of the things that YouTube loves to do here comes the rage sweat. I'm not gonna let YouTube get my rage sweat out of me. We gotta welcome Beecher. <sighs> Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me to my stream. Welcome Beecher. I'm glad you're here, Beecher. What, one of the things that YouTube loves to do is change things and make them worse without warning or anything like that. And uh, this happened a few weeks ago and it happened again today, but the new like, back-end YouTube studio for streaming is messed up a thousand ways from Sunday. It's it's just a mess. It's just a dumpster fire back there. You can set up new streams and then when you have your new stream set up and I had this Tuesday Bro Tuesday stream all set up, I went clicked back over to the page. It's like, oh, your stream's gone now. Now you need to set up a new stream. So I said, oh, shit. All right, so I set up a new stream, and now it appears that there's two streams kind of sitting on my YouTube, and only one of them is active. So I hope everyone finds their way over here, but that is 100, that is 8,000% YouTube's fault, and really only like, I don't know, I would say like 12, 12 to 16% my fault. The majority of it I'm blaming on YouTube, but I'll take uh, I'll take a little bit of uh, responsibility for that. But welcome, welcome to Tuesday Bro Tuesday, you guys. You know, I had a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk about. There's just been a whole lot going on. We're gonna start off with uh, a little bit of talk about the national flavor ban. That's, you know, everybody's kind of sitting on the edge of their seat, just waiting for this federal flavor ban to maybe get announced, maybe don't get announced. We're gonna be talking a little bit about the national flavor ban. We're gonna be talking about a little bit about uh, Boston. I just had this really interesting picture that I found uh, I found regarding Boston. So we're gonna talk a little bit about Boston. And really one of the things I wanted to focus on uh, today is there's gonna be a little bit of story time with Grim Green. We're gonna do a little bit of reading. Uh, I, I, wanna think about, uh, I wanna think about the future. You guys, I, I, I'm 
it comes to the end of the year and I feel like everybody does the same thing every year where it's like, man, 2019, what, that was stupid. What a dumb year. Wasn't that a stupid year? And I've done it. I, you know, I say it all the time. Like, man, forget 2020, fuck 2020 or forget 2019, man. What a crummy year. What, what just a crummy year. Here's to 2020. Let's hope 2020 is just the best year. I feel like we do that. We get to the end of every year and we're like, wow, thankfully we're done with that year and there's always this kind of like a little bit different of a mindset that happens you know around the end of December you kind of start thinking about the new year the new year what's 2020 gonna bring what's 2020 even gonna bring to us 2019 started off real good real great and then got real, real sideways, real, real sideways. Um, I, as far as Twitch goes, you know what? I don't know. I'm glad to see you, Dead Fox. I hope your New Year's Eve rocks. Casey and I have uh, very little New Year's Eve plans. We're going to hang out. I think we're going to Postmates some Taco Bell. And I think we're going to watch uh, Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve thing. Because that's what we always watch. And it's always really, really entertaining. And I think that's what we're going to watch. And that's how we bring in the new year. You know, we just bring in the new year together and that's just what we do. So happy new year. Here's, here's to 2020, right? Here's to 2020. It might end up being a worse year than 2019, but right now we all, we all have that like youthful optimism of the year. You know, we're just sitting on the precipice of this new year. Exactly. Angela Garrity. It's going to be bring 365 brand new opportunities to our life could also bring 365 pain in the ass days it could bring 365 stubbed toes you know you could bring 365 toothaches tooth that's the worst thing i could think of toothache <laughs> but it is and i'm genuinely looking forward to the next year legitimately genuinely looking forward to the next year i think 2020 is going to be uh real interesting yeah trump 2020 well not if he continues down this uh path he's going down right now with this federal flavor ban i mean there's a lot okay so this this, the super chats do work okay great that's another thing on the youtube back end uh Super chat. I couldn't see anything about super chats. I'm Googling like YouTube studio tutorials, live studio tutorials. How the fuck do I control the super chats? How do I turn on the super chats? And I still don't know, but thankfully they're working because we got one from Stan Tenacious DX Vapes. <sighs> don't ask what the year can do for you. Ask what you can do for the year. Hashtag bring the pain. Stan, I like that. <laughs> I like that outlook. Just hashtag bring the pain. That's the spirit, fella. Let's just bring the pain. Let's just bring it. Storytime reminds me of the books I picked up and even had signed. If you give away what? If you give Bunny a beer and if you give a bear a bong. So funny adult storybooks. I'd like to read both of those. I mean, simply based on the titles, I would like to, I would like to read both of those. Can't wait for 2021 because then I can say hindsight is 2020. Hindsight is twenty twenty, um, and you know I don't have a lot of predictions as far as like what I think twenty twenty is gonna gonna go like, what it's gonna what it's gonna be like. If twenty nineteen was any indication, it's gonna be weird. 
every year consistently, I feel like, has just gotten weirder and weirder and weirder. And, you you know, I'm sitting back there in 2014 going, how could things get weirder? Oh, you just wait. Every year is just getting weirder and weirder and weirder. I'll tell you what I'd like to see happen in 2020. I'd like to see uh, I'd like to see a little bit more unity uh, just in general. I mean, we seem to be such a very divided country right now, and that really bums me out because we live in a in a pretty great country. And uh, I'd like to see some more unity. That's my wish for 2020, is that there can be some more empathy in the world and we could have a little bit more understanding of people that we otherwise wouldn't care about or wouldn't associate with. There just needs to be a little more compassion in the world. There needs to be a little bit more understanding in the world. And it's hard. And that's a goal for me. And I think that should be a goal for everybody. Yeah. And then 2019 said, hold my beer, Angela Garrity. But yeah, unity. I mean, it's it's a real simple thing to do. And the thing about it is a lot of it is just, you know, putting yourself aside, putting your own ego aside and, and helping people out or at least being a little bit understanding of, of people and things. And I've talked about this constantly and this is something I brought up I don't know, I bring this up a lot, but there's this great word that I learned a long time ago that's not even a real word, but it's called sonder. And everyone go look it up. And it's the idea that everybody in the world, everybody that you see in your commute on the freeway, everybody that you see at the McDonald's, everybody that you see at the theme park, I'm just doing things that I've done recently. (laughs) I've been on the freeway recently. Everybody in the world even if they just pass by you for a split second, everybody in the world is, is living as, as rich and rewarding as a life that you are. They have their own, their own fears, their own hopes, their own loves, their own insecurities, uh, their own struggles and their own you know, issues. Everybody is doing that. This is our all, this is, we're all going through this for the first time. And when you think about that, you start thinking about, Okay, well, maybe that lady that cut me off in traffic, maybe she's having a really bad day. Maybe she just got some really bad news. Uh, Maybe she's rushing home for an emergency. You know, you can't just assume that person's an asshole. It's like initially you're like, yeah, fuck you. You're an asshole. But really, we're all people and we're all kind of trying to do this the first time. We're, We're all winging it. We're all doing the best we can, man. So I'd like to see some unity, you know, that's what I'd like to see in the world, not just within the vaping community, absolutely within the vaping community, but honestly, just as a nation, we can, we, we just need to stop being so angry. We need to stop letting really powerful people convince us that each other are the enemy when that's, uh, that's clearly not the case. The person across the street is not my enemy. The person convincing me that the person across the street is my enemy. So with that said, so with that said, uh, let's first talk about something that's happening this Thursday. I'm just going to read this real quick. I'm going to put a link to it down in the description, but there are some protests happening this Thursday in the United States of America, in the great state of Florida, Fig Ramsey, one of my advocacy heroes. That's a link in the, in the, in the chat. I'm going to put this same link down in the description. Um, Fig Ramsey, one of my advocacy heroes, just one of the great guys. That's right. New here to unity, right? Welcome, John. Unity, U-N-I-T-Y, 
Anybody remember that song? Who sang that song? Oh, I'll give an RDA to whoever told me sang that song. We got something going on in Florida, you guys. We got something going on in Florida. Fig Ramsey, if I can mention his name a couple more times. He posted this on Facebook. I just posted a link in the chat. Attention, Florida area vapors. Trump is in Florida all week. Florida Smoke Free Association is stepping up again to host rallies all week. Please, for the love of vape, join at the protest to show that you want to help show Trump and the world that we care about the future of flavors. RSVP to the FSFA's event. This is the Florida Smoke Free Association's event to get details on the location. As the route changes, the protesters were five feet from Trump and were quoted in national press. There is Queen Latifah. All right. Who was the first? Oh, I didn't see who it was. Oh, well. Let's see. Who was the first that said? I know it was Queen Latifah. Dave Flowers. All right, I'm going to go. I'm going to say Dave Flowers was first. All right, Dave Flowers, I owe you uh, something, and you might get it someday. (laughs) Was it the village people? No, it was definitely Queen Latifah. Thank you, Dave Flowers. But come on, we're talking about the protest here. So uh, I put a link in the chat. There's a protest, Flavor Band protest rally at Mar-a-Lago. At Mar-a-Lago, where the president of the nation uh, plays golf. Uh, as far as I can tell, that's what he does there. Mar-a-Lago. We see him there a lot. You know, the mainstream media, they love to point out every single time that he goes golfing, don't they? they just, he's going golfing again, you guys. Going golfing again at Mar-a-Lago twice each day. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Thursday is the special must-attend day. Thursday, this Thursday is the day. This is the big protest day, 2 to 5 p.m. I put a link in the description. I put a link in the chat. I'm going to put another link right here. This is critical for people in Florida. This has happened January 2nd, Thursday. Protest happening in front of the president while he plays golf at Mar-a-Lago. Protest. Protests are one of those things that really are unifying. They really bring us together. And I don't know who here in the in the chat was at the protest in Washington, D.C., but man, I have not felt unity like that really like ever in the vape industry. We were all unified and it felt awesome. So seriously, if you want to feel good, if you want to get your voice heard, if you want to make noise, if you want to stand up for vaping, stand up for flavors. Speaking of flavors... Here's what I'm vaping today. RKOI from Coil Spill. This is the UL Crown Pod. And it's, you guys, it's kind of crazy good. I think UL might have made like the perfect pod. They might have made the perfect pod. So I put that I put that in the chat. The protest on Thursday in Florida. If you're there, go to it, do it, do the damn thing. Um, Phone calls especially are are critical at a time like this. Uh, I'm just going to read this uh, short little snippet from uh, CASA. Um, But I got an email from CASA, as I'm sure a lot of people got an email from CASA, that says there is a high likelihood that we will see an announcement from the Trump administration regarding the new rules for sales of flavored vapor products in the next two days. This is why everybody was on edge all Christmas within the next two days. 
This new policy may ban sales of any flavor other than tobacco and menthol. You would have thought that, Neurostrat. Here's the thing. The Caliburn is kind of the perfect pod system, but then UL also released the Yearn, which is like a really perfect pod system, and then they released the Crown, which is also a almost perfect pod system. UL, and this is un, unpaid, unsponsored right here, UL is killing it, killing it killing it all, all i have vaped for the last few days uh but, i mean obviously besides the grim kit and besides my rta and besides my hexome with the recoil on it is the urine and the and the caliburn and the crown all ul pods six milligram normal nicotine boom awesome awesome in fact this is three milligram in here I do mouth to lung. I do direct lung with it. It's great. It's great. So back to Kasa, back to the national flavor ban. The, the phone calls, amazing. All of the correspondence that everybody has been doing with the White House, whether that's phone calls, whether that's using the contact form, whether that's sending emails, it needs to keep happening because it's really, really working. It's really, really actually helping. If you think it's not, then you're crazy because it's obviously, obviously helping. We need to keep up the pressure on the HHS FDA officials, the Trump administration and the Trump campaign and make sure they know the consequences of banning flavors, putting thousands of people out of work, closing down small businesses, and most importantly, exposing consumers to greater risk by forcing people back to smoking or by buying products on an underground market. You know, the underground illicit black market that caused all 100% of the lung injuries and deaths related to vaping, were related to black market vitamin E acetate tainted THC cartridges. So let's just let's just grow another uh, black market. We need to light up the switchboard. In fact, I'm just going to put this in the chat. I'm going to put this in the chat right here. We need to light up the switchboard at the White House. Here's the numbers. 202-456-1414. 204 One more... One more time, 206-456-1414, 202-456-1111. I just like the last one the best. 202-456-1111. The White House phone lines are open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. You can also leave written comments here. Oh, here we go. Here's another link for the chat. Here's another link that'll be going down in the description down below. This is the uh, contact. Contact the White House directly. Be polite, be brief, and say thank you. Send We Vape, We Votes. Uh, here we go. I'll put this all in the description as well. But we're going to send them to the POTUS, at POTUS, at White House, at Real Donald Trump, at Secazar, at Steve FDA, at Parscale. These are all the people that a lot of the people on Twitter have already been tweeting at like crazy. Yes, John New, I 100% agree with you. Reefer Madness is vaping madness. The similarities are crazy. The similarities are more than crazy. Vapor Madness is just the failed war on drugs. Again, just again, over again, 
the, the completely failed war on drugs. There is not a person I think on earth that would raise their hand and say, yes, the war on drugs has been a success. <laughs> not, no, not one person would possibly, possibly say that. And they're just using the same damn playbook, aren't they? The war on drugs. Let's, yeah, a war on drugs, a war on vaping. Mike Fontana from the Super Chat. Did you catch Jay streaming this morning? He got a surprise inspection from the FDA late last night. They were asking weird questions. Um, I did catch Jay Hayes streaming this morning, but I think by the time I got to the stream, he had stopped talking about whatever he was talking about before. Um, I, I don't know how long. He had been streaming for about 40 minutes already, and I jumped in, and uh, he was just answering chat questions. So I didn't catch the actual, like... Uh, you know, FDA, I know the, the thumbnail or whatever the title said, oh, the FDA showed up at my shop and took pictures and asked weird questions. I'm going to rewatch the beginning of that stream and hopefully hear where he actually talks about that, where he actually talks about that. And see, this is just one of those things. I it, This is why I don't love the live stream format. I love live streaming and I love the live stream format, but I think there are some edited videos that would get the point across much better. Like I could have done a live stream video for my reactions to the White House meeting, right? But the information kind of would have been like this. It would have just been a little bit all over the place. I would have got distracted. I would have read something else. I would have you know, been distracted by the chat. So I shot and edited the video so that all of the information that I wanted to get across is all there in, in one video. And that's one thing that is just lacking from YouTube these days are those types of videos. Those types of videos. I wish with all my wishes, Jay Hayes just did an edited video so all of the information that needed to be out there or that he wanted to get out there would have been out there in one video instead of scrubbing through like a two-hour live stream. You know, that's just... I don't care. Ultimately, I don't care. I will rewatch the beginning of it. I think that's really bizarre that the FDA showed up at Jay Hayes' shop. I mean, not super bizarre, but just, I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting. You start thinking like, well, they're gonna, is this the beginning of enforcement? Were they going there to enforce whatever rules uh, that exist currently? I mean, were they looking at liquid bottles for branding? Were they looking at flavors? I, I don't know. I need to rewatch the beginning of that. AZ Advocate, shout out to you. Belated Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. A little to help with demonetization issues. Yeah. I really appreciate that, AZ Advocate. You have no idea. Keep up the great work, please. I will reach two year no smokes in two weeks and will walk in 2020. Hell yeah, AZ Advocate. Hell yes. All my good vibes and all my thank yous are, are headed to you, AZ Advocate. You will walk again in 2020. And congratulations on your uh, on your two years smoke-free. Smoke-free. Um, so yeah, keep calling. There you go. Ombi One Kenobi, thank you for that in the chat. Tweet to all of those people. Tweet at them. I'm going to put those Twitters in the description of this video as well as my running list of Twitters of people that I follow that are incredible people and incredible advocates. And they're just the, my favorite people on Twitter. I have a list of them, people that I follow, and then people we're going to be tweeting, we vape, we vote at. Because there, there's been this big, like, you know, big tech kind of conspiracy thing going on for, for what seems like a few months now. And I know Steven Crowder kind of started this off 
talking about how YouTube was more or less uh, suppressing or restricting his content and he believed it to be based on what he was talking about. He's a real conservative guy. It's not real popular to be a real conservative guy. And I follow Steven Crowder and I don't always agree with everything he says, but he should definitely have the platform to say it. Happening on Twitter as well, information is being actively suppressed. I believe it's happening on YouTube. I agree with Steven Crowder. I think it's happening across a lot of platforms and I think it's happening on Twitter really a lot. Um, the We Vape We Vote hashtag is getting used like crazy. We Vape We Vote should, for all intents and purposes, be a trending hashtag frequently, frequently with the amount that it gets used. And it has not only once, never but once, that I know that's not a right, correct statement to say, but it's never happened. It's never been trending except for once. And the other day, it was trending. It said trending hashtag, we vape, we vote, something like 7,000 tweets in the last 24 hours or something like that. Trending. People are, the amount that it's been used is not dissipating. It's not going down. It's going up. People are using the We Vape, We Vote hashtag more and more and more. I think that big tech is actually suppressing what they want to suppress and they are letting through what they want to let through. And that's shitty. That's that's real shitty. Um, they're, they're private companies, so... You know, they're private companies. They have the, uh, you know, authority or, you know, uh, ability to make the rules however they want to make the rules for their private company. Um, but what we can do as consumers is be angry about it <laughs> and vote with your dollars, you know, vote with your dollars. I realize that's a hard thing to do on Twitter, but, uh, you know, exposing it is, I guess, kind of the second best thing we can do. I don't know. I it's a really touchy subject. That's what I do know is there's a lot of people making accusations about information suppression. I genuinely think that the We Vape We Vote hashtag should have been trending a lot more frequently than it has been with how many people are using the hashtag. But get out there. Use it more. Use it more. I try to put it on every tweet that I do. Even if it kind of doesn't really make sense for that tweet, if the tweet is related to vaping or related to tobacco harm reduction in some capacity, I, I am sure to use the We Vape We Vote hashtag. I think it's the best hashtag. I think it's I think it's the best, most effective hashtag that we can possibly use. It's become a thing. It's become a thing in, in the world, in mainstream media, in the internet, the We Vape We Vote. It's a thing. It's becoming a thing and, and it's... It's, it's undeniable. You can't deny MSA blood money should be trending. Yeah. Here's the thing about that. I love, uh, it is about the MSA. It is about the blood money. I love the MSA blood money hashtag. Just seems a little bit, uh, not the angle that I really want to be taken with it. It is MSA blood money, but it, it looks, uh, I don't know how to say it. It looks like I'm 14 and I'm rebelling type of thing. You know, it's not, it's just not a good look. I feel like it's not a good look personally. Quit lying. Yeah, quit lying didn't get suppressed. Exactly. Quit lying got hashjacked by 
all the vapors on Twitter, but it didn't get, but it never got, it never got uh, suppressed or anything like that. Yeah. And look, keep using the MSA blood money. I got my MSA blood money hoodie. I like it. I like the MSA blood money. It's a very, very real thing. Maybe, maybe just a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. Maybe just a little bit of bad taste in my mouth. But, uh, wow. All right. Well, we're already digging into this. Uh, it's been that. We did the contact the White House. We talked about the protests at Mar-a-Lago. So what I want to do right now is let's look at this. Let's look at this flyer. So I, I got this from Reddit. Someone who runs a vape shop in Boston got this from, uh, from I'm assuming, some sort of uh, official organization, Boston Public Health Commission, I believe. So what this happy new year to you, Oscar S. Happy new year to you. Happy new year, Fig Ramsey. That's right. Hashtag ban cats. Ban cats. Um, Vaping mank. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be in Birmingham in May. It's just a little bit too early for me to tell if I'm going to be in Birmingham in May. I would love to. I would love to. I would love to go to Birmingham in May. There's just a lot going on with tobacco control right now in the United States. And look, I'm not saying that I'm some critical part of it, but I, I, I want to read about it and I want to be involved in it as, as best I can and report the news uh, as best I can. And so May 2020 is kind of that critical PMTA deadline sort of month. So I don't know where my attention is going to really need to be focused if things are changing or not changing with the PMTA. And uh, you never know. You never know. Here's what I'll say about Birmingham, UK Vapor Expo. Hey, you never know. You never know. So let's look at this this thing from Boston. This tripped me out. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Should I say it again? I can't even. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Look at this. So this is what somebody got. Uh, at their shop from the Boston Board of Health adopted amendments to its tobacco control regulations on November 25th, 2019. What this means for you as an adult-only tobacco retail store, effective immediately, you may only sell tobacco products, vape products, tobacco and vape paraphernalia. Okay, you may no longer sell any other items. What? You may not sell any other items such as scales, male enhancers, detox, candles, <laughs> CBD products, stashes, clothing, and then lastly, my favorite thing, etc. <laughs> as if the etc. as if all of those things somehow have something in common. You know, things like candles and clothing and male enhancers and scales, etc. As if all of those have something in common. Those are all the most random shit I've ever heard in my life. And the idea that if you run a vape shop, you're only allowed to sell tobacco and vape paraphernalia. 
and you can't sell clothing. That in Massachusetts, that's just a big no-no. It's protecting public health and it's protecting youth access to vapor products if vape shops aren't allowed to sell clothing. Well, what about candles? No candles either. Vape shop that will help keep vapes out of the hands of the youth. This will help with the uh, vitamin E acetate lung injuries. Vape shops, no more candles. No more candles? What is What do candles and clothing and scales have to do with selling tobacco and vape paraphernalia? You do need to weigh your e-liquid. A big... Uh, a big part of DIY is using a scale. I've seen Dwayne, uh, Dwayne, I've seen Wayne use a scale before. Male enhancers. This list of items that nobody may no longer sell in, in Boston um, seems to be just whatever they thought sounded drug related, you know? You know, those druggies, they're always lighting candles and lighting incense. That's part of it. Ban it. You know, those those druggies, those stoners that smoke the devil's lettuce, you know, they're always wearing clothing. <laughs> can't sell, you can't sell clothing in a vape shop. Boston, the forefront of public health. No clothing in vape shops. That, yeah, what is included in et cetera? I can't even imagine. Let's just speculate. Uh, fly swatters. That makes about as much sense. Socks. Oh, and I guess that falls under clothing, doesn't it? Damn it. Damn it. Um, aluminum foil. Uh, <laughs> washcloths, <laughs> spaghetti, no more, can't, spaghetti, sorry, spaghetti cannot, no candles, no incense, no fly swatters, adults don't like clothing, what the hell even is this, I mean, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen, and one thing here, I'm going to see if I can move this window, um, it says, uh, you must ID all customers immediately upon entry, regardless of age. That makes a whole lot of sense. You must ID all customers. Yeah, you should ID all the customers before they come in. Please note recent amendments to Massachusetts law create additional requirements. When Massachusetts, Chaws, when Massachusetts law is more strict, adult only tobacco retail stores must follow state law. For questions about Boston's regulation, you can call them for more information visit mass.gov slash new tobacco law. And maybe we can, we can figure out what else was included in the, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Pa yeah. Pans. Nope. No pans. <laughs> Vape shop wants to sell extension cords. Nice try. That's under the et cetera, along with male enhancers and candles. Nice try. <laughs> sunscreen? Sorry. <laughs> you cannot sell sunscreen. Pogo sticks? 
Sorry, that falls under the etc. in Boston. <laughs> it just seems so bananas to me. It just seems so bananas to me. And like I said earlier, it just seems like the list of no longer selling items just seems like the mo- like a bunch of random stuff. A bunch of random stuff that none of it has anything to do with tobacco. None of it has anything to do with vaping. None of it has anything to do with tobacco and vaping paraphernalia. Sure, maybe the CBD products. Is CBD, CBD and cannabis are probably regulated by somebody else, some other organization in Massachusetts and not the Boston Public Health Commission. So sure, CBD, I'll give you that. No CBDs in vape shops, fine. It's weird, it's a, that's a dumb rule, but whatever. I could give you that. Clothing, candles, candles. I mean, what? What is? what purpose does that serve other than being weird? What purpose does that serve other than being weird? Are the youths after scented candles now? Is that what it is? Are the youths after clothing? What? You can't sell. I'm sorry to be hanging on this for so long, but it it actually messes with my mind grapes. Clothing. Candles. Effective immediately. And they make it sound so critical and so crucial to the success of this new tobacco control policy. Well, this is really going to turn things around in Boston. Would you ban candles? So think about it. No, I couldn't. Exactly. Where would I get my vanilla scented garbage bags? Couldn't get them at a vape shop. Wouldn't expect to get them at a vape shop. And it's weird that the state of Massachusetts is specifying what vape shops are allowed to sell. I think that's insanity that is that is not freedom that ain't that ain't liberty my friends that is not liberty (laughs) the government is never the answer more government regulation yields this document (laughs) yields this wonderfully clear flyer Could be. I feel sorry for the people in Massachusetts because I'm assuming Mass is a pretty rocking state. I've never been, but I'd like to go. I'd like to go to Boston. I think it would be cool. Run by crazy people over there. Run by crazy people over there. So uh, let's do one thing real quick before we get to any sort of 2020 predictions. Um, the one thing that I kind of was wanting to, to discuss and talk about Hang on, hang on. I got to do one thing real quick. I'm sorry. I need this. I need you to connect. Um, I wanted to talk uh, about the ICOS a little bit. There was some some uh, interesting comments. Interesting comments. Interesting comments on the... Uh, come on, where's my trackpad? I can't control anything yet because I don't have my trackpad. Yeah. Oh, there you are, trackpad. Okay, thank you. Um, so I wanted to kind of read some of the comments from the uh, from the ICOS video, at least some of them that are here on YouTube, and there were some uh, on my Instagram as well that I was interested in reading. And uh, here, 
because I did that ICOS. I did that ICOS video. And uh, it wasn't like, you know, intended to be a review. I'm certainly not recommending the ICOS to, I mean, anybody here? No, of course not. There, there is a small, small subset, I, I believe, of, of people and vapors that, not vapors, of people and smokers that I think really would benefit from using the ICOS or from starting off with the ICOS. Uh, vaping Neostrat, thank you very much for coming out. I really appreciate it. Happy New Year's to you. Happy New Year's to you as well. Happy New Year's to you. Um, the ICOS, the ICOS is unique and it's its own thing. I don't think we need to view the ICOS as the enemy. I know we get really, really worked up about uh, how much we hate big tobacco, um, how much we hate Altria, how much we hate Philip Morris International. Um, and, and we might, and we still do, but that doesn't mean that they can't be on the side of tobacco harm reduction. Uh, I I hate the mentality that... Um, People, a lot of people have where they say, well, Big Tobacco, you know, they did so much terrible shit for so long, you know, and they weren't honest about what was in their cigarettes and it, and it killed a lot of people. And I gave Big Tobacco so much money and we just hate Big Tobacco because they used to do a bunch of shady stuff. And you kind of go, yeah, they did. They, I mean, and they did. There's, you, can't, you can't get around that. There's just no way around it. Of course, Big Tobacco used to do a lot of really shady stuff. Does that mean that they can never be forgiven or never be on the right side of history. I personally think it's a huge accomplishment to have a company like PMI, like Philip Morris International, saying we envision a time when we will no longer sell cigarettes. That's huge. Like that's a really big deal. That's a really big deal, I think. Could they be on the side of tobacco harm reduction? Here's the thing. Like most businesses, uh, they are capitalists. They are concerned about their bottom line first and they want to make money. And if they see the United States and they see the world moving away from tobacco and towards things like vapor products or towards things like heat not burn, then that's where then that's where the money's going. Then that's where they're going to go as well. They have their cigarettes and they, you know, PMI, Philip Morris International has said, we envision a time when we won't sell cigarettes anymore. Cigarettes are bad. They, they still have cigarettes for sale, obviously. But I don't see, I personally don't see anything wrong in Philip Morris International offering another type of product that isn't a cigarette, that is less harmful than a cigarette, that could be something really great for a certain group of smokers. I mean, it would be, it would be foolish to think that vaping is a one size fits all. This will definitely, definitely work for everybody. This liquid nicotine vaping from a pod or a tank or an RDA, this will work for everybody. The truth is this will work for a large, large groups of people, but there's some people that just do not take to vaping. And this is something that has happened 
throughout my entire 10 years of vaping. I constantly, constantly talk to people who I've tried this and it didn't work. I've tried this and it didn't work. And I'm not talking about like, hey, I tried the gum and it didn't work. I tried the patch and it didn't work. It's like, I tried this AIO and it didn't work. I didn't like it. I wasn't satisfied with it. I switched my juice to this and I didn't like it. I tried using this pot. I tried using this RDA. I used all of these liquids. I did all this stuff with my airflow. I studied the Ohm's law and did all this adjustments, temperature control, still didn't work. There are people that vaping will just not stick to. This is for those people. And I think, I mean, you can't possibly gatekeep harm reduction. It's it's still a cigarette, kind of, Mancy. It's still a cigarette, kind of. It's not a tobacco cigarette. When you buy a tobacco cigarette, what you're getting is ground rolled tobacco. And yes, there's lots of additives in it, Lots and lots of additives in it, but that's what you're getting. The Icos, it's not just ground tobacco. The it's it's like a different processing method than their regular cigarettes. I can't explain the whole thing, but they basically take the tobacco, it becomes really finely ground, they mix it with some sort of liquid, it becomes a like a uh, mushy, sluicy moisture sort of thing. They spread it out into big large sheets that then dry and then they crimp these sheets into the Icos heat sticks. If you look at the bottom of an Icos heat stick, it does not look like a cigarette. It looks like little pieces of tobacco sort of folded over on itself over and over and over and over. You cannot smoke the little heat sticks. They just, they won't smoke. They won't burn. They just won't light on fire. You can't smoke it like a tiny little cigarette. You can only heat it if, and you know, people were saying devil's advocate. Well, if it burns, you're still going to get carcinogens. And it's like, well, yeah, if it burns and yeah, you're going to get carcinogens. But the point of it is to not burn. That's why it's called heat, not burn. It heats, and this isn't a foreign concept. Um, Heat not burn is something that has been around and been used for years and years and years. Me personally, I've been using my Stores and Bickle Volcano desktop vaporizer to heat not burn cannabis. That's vaporizing it. You're vaporizing the THC off of the cannabis. You're vaporizing the nicotine out of the tobacco. It's heat not burn and it is harm reduction. It is still harm reduction. Is it my preferred harm reduction? Of course not. (laughs) Of course not. There's not a day that I would ever, ever choose an Icos over. I mean, I would rather vape an old Ego Twist with a cardamizer and five-year-old 36 milligram clove liquid than an Icos, but for some people, for people that vaping does not work for, there is a good chance that the Icos could get them away from combustion. And that's the only thing we have to remember is combustion is the enemy. Big tobacco, sure, they're the enemy. Big health orgs, sure, there's a lot of enemies. The our actual present immediate danger of an enemy is combustion. You, you can smoke them. All right, well, we tried. You can't. I asked the Icos guy, and he said you can try, but they don't work. I tried. It didn't work. 
It started with dry herb vaporizers. That's exactly how it started with heat not burn. There is there's lar- there's a whole subreddit on Reddit dedicated to heat not burn. Uh, there's a whole subreddit dedicated to vapor ents, uh, vaporizing your cannabis. The good old volcano. It vaporizes it and does not combust because combustion is the enemy. Um, one of uh, one of the companies that's in the cannabis space now called Dynavap. Dynavap. Um, they make these little uh, cool little mechanical stainless steel titanium little vaporizers that you use with a torch, and people use them for cannabis. But that company, Dynavap, started out as a tobacco vaporizing company. The reason that the Dynavap exists is because people wanted to vaporize their tobacco instead of smoking it. Dynavap predates the ICOS by about, I don't even know, a decade, maybe more, maybe more than that. Heat not burn and vaporizing organic matter, it's a thing. I mean, you can't, you can't say, oh, that's not, that's not vaping. It's not vaping, but it is vaporizing. MIG vapor makes dry herb tanks, yeah. Stores and Bickle makes uh, a lot of dry herb stuff as well. Thank you, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Facing a national flavor ban. So I just, you know, I don't know. I wanted to read some of these comments because why not? Uh, we're on the back end here of my... Uh, YouTube, uh, I had a, uh, got a comment here from David. The one thing that really bothered me at the end, you said the ICOS is just as legitimate uh, of a harm reduction tool as vaping. I strongly disagree. There are chemicals added to those sticks. As you know, flavors are the only questionable thing in vaping, and there have been studies released this year on flavors. They only pose a significant risk when vaped straight. There is such a minuscule risk when they are used at small percentages. The ICOS is not the same safer level as vaping. I understand most of your points here, and I agree it may be useful for a few smokers. However, we know vaping is so much less harmful than smoking, and buying ICOS supports big tobacco. I am dumbfounded at how you favorably spoke about ICOS. It caught me completely off guard when the video when this wasn't a video full of stress and anger. I have been following you for coming up on two years and that's not going to change over one video or multiple videos for that. I really appreciate that, David. You know, a lot of people would have just unsubbed. Not happy, unsubbed. I appreciate you sticking around. Um, I hope you discuss it further on a Tuesday Bro Tuesday vlog day. Much love as always. Absolutely, David. So, uh, the ICOS definitely is a legitimate harm reduction tool. You can strongly disagree with me, but then that's where we're going to have to just end this. We're just going to, we would have to end just disagreeing with each other because it is a legitimate harm reduction tool. All you have to do is look at Asia Pacific countries like Japan. Japan loves heat, not burn, loves heat, not burn. Their smoking rates going way down. Japan doesn't like liquid nicotine vaping as much as they like heat, not burn. Icos killing it in Japan, not literally killing anybody but they love it. They love it in Japan. And it is it is a legitimate form of tobacco harm reduction. Um, there are chemicals added to those sticks. Uh, I, you know, and, I, and that's something I can't speak to. They add additives like they do to their cigarettes. At the end of the day, you're still not combusting it though. You're still not combusting it. No combustion happening. Um, flavors are the only questionable thing in vaping. There have been studies released this year on flavors. Yes, 
so flavors aren't the only questionable thing in vaping. Flavors are kind of a questionable thing in vaping. Um, you know, as time goes on and as more science happens, you kind of we kind of figure out what flavors uh, what flavors could pose more risks than than any other flavors and things like this, but. There are still, I mean, just to play devil's advocate a little bit, there are still some pretty unknown things within vaping. And we all know that vaporizing liquid nicotine is obviously, you know, categorically safer than combustion. That much we do know. But there's a lot of stuff. I mean, cloud chasing. Have we looked at long-term cloud chasing? Have we looked at long-term? And again, this is just playing devil's advocate. Have we looked at long-term uh, vaping really hot nichrome builds and what that could possibly do? Have we looked at the safety of using nichrome and stainless steel, you know, Claptons if you have cores of canthal wrapped with nichrome? You know, what's happening there? Inhaling it constantly, 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 constantly for years and years and years and years, you know, hot vapor there's a lot of stuff that we don't know about vaping. There is. So that, that, I mean, those could pose risks. And the only way that we'll know is time. Time goes on, more studies get done, you know, more things like this. Um, the ICOS is not the same safer level as vaping. You're absolutely correct about that. They estimate that the ICOS is around 89 to 90% less harmful than combustion, than burning a combustible tobacco cigarette. But it is much, much worlds safer than smoking combustible cigarettes. Worlds, worlds safer. And this particular line in your comment, and I don't mean to spend the whole time on this one comment, but this particular line, when you say that it's not the same safe level as vaping, it was like fingernails on a chalkboard to me because that's the same sort of response and rhetoric that we get from anti-vapers who say that vaping, it's, well, it might be safer, you know, but you're still addicted to nicotine. It's that same sort of, like, people conflate vaping with cigarette smoking, you know? It's, it's, I see no difference in you saying the IQOS is not the same safer level as vaping. I see no difference in that and Governor Cuomo saying, is vaping better than smoking? Technically, yes, but so what? Is IQOS Better than smoking? Technically, yes. But so what? That's what I read when I read that. And we can't gatekeep harm reduction. You can disagree all you want. It is less harmful. ICOS is less harmful. It just is. (laughs) There's just the science there to support that. Uh, We know vaping is... Buying ICOS supports big tobacco. That, yes, there's no way around that. Uh, don't buy an ICOS simply if you don't want to support big tobacco. Don't buy an ICOS. Don't buy a Juul. Don't shop at a Vail Vapor. Don't. There's a lot of vape companies uh, owned by big tobacco. I am dumbfounded how favorably. Well, uh, you know, and I wasn't. I mean, thank you. Thank you for your comment. I, maybe that's where we'll leave that. I, I did expand on it a little bit. And David, at the end of the day, we can agree to disagree because we both give a shit about vaping. And if we didn't, then this conversation wouldn't be happening in the first place, right? Uh, if you watch Empire Vape Co., you will see someone smoke a heat just like a normal cig. Oh, okay. Okay. I will check that out. I, we tried. We couldn't do it. Um, I would use this if I had no choice. It's better than smoking cigarettes. There are very unique looking flavors uh, in Italy called organic tobacco if you make mouth to lung. Okay. That's interesting. 
It seems to be a great product, but a person who's been vaping fruit and dessert and candy-flavored e-juices with different levels of nicotine, there is no way in hell I would jump in the very vaping barrier for an Icos. Yeah, absolutely. I would never do that either. I would never do that. I, uh, no. I mean, no, it just wouldn't happen. I, I like liquid nicotine vaping. It's the way that I like to vape personally i would never jump to a uh i would never jump the barrier for an icos smells and tastes like a cigarette part of the reason i like vaping so much is that it doesn't smell and taste like a cigarette uh seems like it would be an easy way to fall off the wagon with the icos and personally i don't want anything to do with harm reduction products that are affiliated with that are affiliated with big tobacco i'm assuming he said big tobacco um then that's fine then that's your uh that's your that's your personal thing I don't know how easy it would be to fall off the wagon with an Icos. If you're if you're a smoker and you're smoking cigarettes and then you pick up an Icos and you try it and then you don't smoke cigarettes, how easy is it to just, well, I'm out of heat sticks, I'll smoke a cigarette? I mean, I don't know. That's one of those things I don't know. I'm not a addiction expert or anything like that. Could have people who might have previously quit and then they pick up an Icos and they're like, wow, this is so much like smoking. I'm just going to smoke a cigarette. Maybe, maybe, maybe. After smoking two packs a day for 30 years, I first switched to an Icos about one month and then went over to vaping. Icos made the transition easier because you can't do anything else while you're using it. So you focus on your dependency. After one year of vaping, uh, after one year of vaping and gradually but consistently, why can't I see this whole comment? Why won't YouTube show me the whole comment? I can't even, that's messed up. I'm sorry. This See, this is why we get upset with YouTube, man. This is why we get upset with YouTube. A year ago, almost to the day after 40 years, I gave up smoking using Icos. Two months later, I bought my first vape. I now use a Dovpo topside. Nick, you hit the nail on your head when you say it's the familiarity and that's what worked for me. Yes, this is the perfect example of absolutely what I believe the Icos will do. I don't think the Icos is designed to be or even sustainable as a long-term thing. It could be. I see people going from smoking to Icos to vapor products. That's that's the role. I mean, that's the path that I see taking. Once you get over that hump from smoking to Icos, it's a much easier transition from Icos to vaping than it is from smoking to vaping. I think that Icos is going to be a bridge for people to get to liquid nicotine vaping. Speaking of, cheers. Uh, let's do one more here. Uh, Robert, here's the easy bros is a good question. Does it fall under the MSA tax? If so, will it be immune from the demonetization that vaping has fallen victim to? Go figure. If a ban happens, then all I have to say is DIY like I did before. So many good flavors were available. Yeah, absolutely. I do believe that the heat sticks because they are tobacco. I believe the heat sticks do fall under the MSA, the Master Settlement Agreement. Probably a big selling point for it. Honestly, probably a big selling point for it. The thing is, in the United States, you can't get the ICOS anywhere except Atlanta, Georgia. They have one test market there, one test store there. That's the only place you can get it. One thing, let, I mean, let me just quickly real see if there was one more that I wanted to read. I thought there was one more down here. Uh, yes, combustion, let's see. 
Oh, yeah. Wolfman was pointing out that it's a gasifier, not a vaporizer. The process of taking a solid to gas is gasification. Uh, I don't think you're correct about that. Um, I was in seventh grade science class, and I know that things have to go through a liquid state before they can go to a gaseous state. It's the same thing with burning. Burning and combustion is the same way. When you light a log on fire, uh, it is going into a slight liquid state before it becomes on fire and smoke. Um, So I don't think you can go from a solid to a gaseous without going through a liquid state, which would make it vaporizing. I'm not a scientist, and all I'm remembering right now is my seventh grade science class, but I think, Wolfman, you might be wrong about that. Just, I don't know. I'm, you might be wrong. I might be wrong. You might be right. I might be wrong. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. So read, read some comments uh, from the Tuesday from the uh, from the ICOS. There was a couple on YouTube that I wanted to get to as well. And then I'm going to talk about shit. Oh, man. Okay. I had two. I had two articles that I wanted to read, but it looks like we're only going to get to read one article and that's okay. Um Okay, this was a comment from Twisted Messes. Uh, So Kent left a comment on the iCoast and said, it has some aspects grosser than smoking, though. Once you use it 20 times or so, it starts smelling really bad, and cleaning out the partially charred strips of tobacco is pretty messy. Um, Also, using it indoors makes the room smell a bit like urine for an hour or so. I was afraid I would get addicted to the iCoast, but it's just collected dust after the first week or so. Um, Yes, heat not burn it's messy it's the same way with the volcano uh heat not burn it just it does kind of get gross it does kind of stink a little bit when you're using the icos um indoors it stinks it still kind of stinks like a cigarette i didn't i never got that urine uh smell that that kent was talking about um uh preacher jesse said i tried an icos in a local vape shop and it felt like i was smoking a cigarette again and i didn't like it uh, it was like smoking a silk cut cigarette. Maybe it'll help people quit smoking, but it just made me think about cigarettes again. I'll stick with the Cali burn for now. Same slightly loose drag of a cigarette with exceptional flavor of whatever e-liquid I put in there. Great video. Yeah, absolutely. They don't, they, it is very, very similar to smoking. Crazy, very similar to smoking. Crazy similar to smoking. Just even the way it tastes, the way it feels. I mean, the way in that video, and I said it handles like a cigarette. It really does. It handles and feels like a cigarette. Uh, There was, yeah, there's just a lot of comments. There's just a lot of comments, and I can't address them all. Someone, uh, someone, I can't remember this one comment I was looking for. There was someone... Um, this one was a very, um, a very threatening comment that said, Grim, you've made one of the biggest mistakes of your life and you will understand why Icos is an enemy in a couple of months in Europe. We have this shit two years now. I don't know exactly what that means, but I guess I'll figure out in two years why I've made the biggest mistake of my life. Um, a lot of people saying like, Oh, is this the beginning? Is Grim Green selling out? Did I sell out? Yeah, that must be it. I definitely sold out. Oh, here we go, John. John Aziz, 
John, going from a solid state to a gaseous state depends on the atmospheric pressure. Yeah, we had, we had when I was roasting coffee, we had negative pressure uh, roasting drums. That's as far as that goes. <laughs> it is. The ICOS, okay, here's where I'm going to leave this. Uh, I, I can't see the last one I was going to reply to. Someone uh, was, there's just a lot of weird information out there about the ICOS. Um, someone on Instagram uh, couldn't find their comment. They were talking about how this was Mike Bloomberg. Like, Mike Bloomberg d- doesn't have anything to do with the ICOS. We can't get so conspiratorial that everything is the enemy except for like you. You you can't you can't live your life like that. You can't get that that conspiratorial, okay? You just can't. Yes, we hate Bloomberg, and yes, he did donate 160 million dollars to end flavors flavors Bloomberg flavors but he, he doesn't have anything to do with the ICOS. And here's where I'm going to leave the ICOS. Here's the last thing I'm going to say about the ICOS. It's gross. It tastes like a cigarette. It's not smoking. It's not combustion. It is harm reduction. And if there are smokers out there that will be satisfied with the ICOS, God damn it, this is America. Let them have an ICOS. For everybody else, vaping. We have vaping. We know vaping works. We know we know we know vaping works. Works for me. Works for a lot of people. Works for you guys. I'm assuming vaping works for you guys. We have options. There's no reason to gatekeep harm reduction. You can only sell out when you stop believing in personal choice and condemning vaping. Yeah, yeah. I definitely sold out. You know, it's just a weird. It's just an interesting. You know, it's just an interesting conclusion that people jump to. Like I jumped, I I bought an Icos so that I could come home and do a video for it. Yeah, must have sold out to Big Tobacco. (laughs) Must have sold out to Big Tobacco. That's the only reason. I went to the little Icos booth in New Zealand and this guy in a suit just yanked me into the shady back room. And he's like, Grim Green. I have a briefcase with $50,000 in it and it's all yours. If you buy an ICOS, go back to the United States and then make a video about how you don't really like it. And I said, yes, sign me up. I sold out. Worth it. Worth it, Big Tobacco. Worth it. We did it. I sold out. I sold out. So here we are at the end of this Tuesday Bro Tuesday. Here we are at the end of 2019. Uh, let me let me have some hydration. Let me have a little bit of a vape here. This is that uh, this is that ghost uh, mech mod that was on the uh, the video not too long ago. Been using it with that dead goat. Still don't love the button. Still don't love the button. But it is better than an Icos. Tastes better than an Icos too. And look, here's something else I'll say about the Icos. The Icos, here, let me have a vape first here. Hang on. I'm getting all I'm getting all I'm getting all hot and bothered here. Yeah, that Bule Bolu. Yeah, that Bule Bolu. 
Okay, here's the last thing I'm going to say about the ICOS before we look forward into the future of 2020. Yeah, it's got a real stiff, real stiff, squishy, crunchy button. Kind of bums me out because otherwise, that's so pretty. And the button is even like marbly and cool on the bottom. It's just so cool. And it's not a fingerprint magnet. Like, I mean, it has a little bit of fingerprints on it, but it's, for the most part, staying very nice and shiny. My hands slip down it. When I press the button, it's such a firm press that I, like, end up sliding it through my fingers. That sucks. Here's another thing I'll say about the Icos. This would be an expensive and dumb thing to do with it, but it can keep you as a vapor away from cigarettes. So I have personally met, I can't, couldn't even count how many vapors and how many people I've met through this industry in the last 10 years. I'm guessing it's up until like the tens of thousands of people that I've met. Just tens of thousands of people that I've met. One thing that I hear from the majority of vapors and people that I meet is still crave a cigarette every once in a while, right? At the same time, it's your channel, Nick. You're free to review whatever you want. It's your business. Oh, I know. I mean, thank you. I know that, Craig. Thank you, Craig. And I appreciate you recognizing that. I appreciate you. I mean, I'm going to talk about Star Wars at some point. I'm going to talk about Star Wars probably very soon. I've got Stormtrooper helmets on my walls. I have a Stormtrooper tattooed on my throat. If you think Grim Green ain't talking about Star Wars, then what? What you doing? Icos. Vapors still crave cigarettes. Even in my first five years, I would say, of vaping, six years or seven years of vaping, there were occasional days, occasional times where you just kind of go, man, remember smoking? Like, yeah, it was super gross. Yeah, it tasted bad. Yeah, you stunk. Yeah, it made you gross and made your skin yellow and your teeth black. Gross. But still, there's a little bit of romance there. You still sometimes kind of crave a cigarette. And, and you might not, and that's great, but there's some people that do. There's some people that just still every once in a while, like they just crave a cigarette. You know, it was a part of your life for so long that, yeah, you're still going to crave it a little bit, I guess. If you had an Icos, you could get that cigarette craving without combustion. You could be, you could, you could, you could crave that cigarette. You could crave that cigarette. You could crave that menthol cigarette and go, God damn, I would love a menthol cigarette right now. I've been a vapor for whatever eight years, four years, still crave a cigarette. God, if I had a cigarette right now, I would smoke it. I still crave a cigarette. If you're one of those people and you're in that position where you are 99% thoroughly satisfied by vaping, but you still crave a cigarette every once in a while, Icos. You can heat up a little, little heat stick every once in a while and get that cigarette craving and then go back to vaping. You can satisfy your little craving. We live in a time where we have the technology to not only not smoke, but to kind of smoke when we're craving it, but still not actually combust. I think that's a good time to be alive. All right, we are running out of time. 
So I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to read from the Ashtray blog. This is the blog of eCigaretteDirect.co.uk out of the United Kingdom. And this is basically their 2020 vape predictions. Expert roundup from scientists, advocates, analysts, and more. I'm going to have a link to this in the description of this video so that everybody can read the whole thing. But there are kind of two people that I wanted to read their predictions for 2020. They they interview a load of people in this. Just a load of people. But there's two uh, there's two stories that I kind of wanted to read and uh, let's get to some uh, let's get to some reading time right now if we can. Reading. So this is from like I said the Ashtray blog. What a year it's been for the vaping industry. In the first half of the year, it seemed nothing could stop vaping, with smokers switching from tobacco to electronic cigarettes in droves. Then an outbreak of serious respiratory illnesses broke out in the USA. While the illnesses was caused by the use of vitamin E acetate and illicit cannabis products, early CDC reports conflated this with vaping. Sources tell me that this conflation was deliberate and that many in CDC were appalled at how the situation was handled. Appalled. People in the CDC weren't the only ones appalled by how the situation was handled. All all of us were. Every single one of us. Millions of us were appalled. Millions of us were appalled. The consequences were appalling. First, the failure to identify the source of the disease means that some consumers are still trying to purchase the very products that caused the disease. I've even heard of consumers walking into UK vape shops and asking for dank vapes, one of the products that has killed US cannabis users. Secondly, there are increasing reports of vapors going back to cigarettes, believing smoking is better than vaping. Their fears are stoked. Their fears are stoked by a torrent of junk science, such as the study which claimed vaping causes heart attacks, but failed to mention the heart attacks happened before the subject started vaping. That's the past. What does the future look like? In an attempt to gain a snapshot, we've asked scientists, consultants, lawyers, manufacturers, activists, and analysts from around the globe to contribute to our annual vape predictions post. Predicting the future is hard, but the shared knowledge and experience of our predecessors, of our predictors, sorry, offers an unparalleled insight into where the industry is and where it might go in the future. Yeah. Getting off to a strong start. We should all be appalled at the CDC, in my opinion. Appalled at the CDC and how this was handled. And they are still, fucking still, mentioning vaping. Vaping did it. Vaping. Lung injuries. Deaths. Vaping. Vaping. The boogeyman. You scared? You scared of vaping yet? You scared? They're still doing it. It's not tapering off. It's it's obscene. How how will the CDC be held accountable for this? How? They have to be. They have to be held accountable for this. I don't need this. I need something more powerful right now. Got the rage sweat going. All right. So the first uh, the first prediction that we're going to be reading. And like I said, I've only picked two here just due to time, but there are a lot of really great ones. Spork life. I love that, bro. I love that. I identify as a non-smoker. Yes. And thank you, Jeremy V. If you're here now, hit that like button. Just hit it. 
We're going to talk about Tobacco 21 maybe in the vlog this week. I'm not 100% sure. If you're here, hit the like button. Uh, I, I would really like it if you hit that like button. It would help me out. I would really, really, really very much appreciate that. So the first person that we're going to be reading from today, this is, uh, this is Clive Bates. Clive Bates, just a smart guy. I've been following Clive Bates on Twitter. I love Clive Bates. If you're not following Clive Bates on Twitter, what are you doing? So this is Clive Bates' prediction for 2020. The challenge is to get back to facts and reality, right? This one really spoke to me. 2019 was the year when clouds turned black and the whole world was hit by a blizzard of bullshit originating from the United States. The resulting mess was pro- will probably take the next decade to clear up. As Jonathan Swift said in 1710, falsehood flies and truth comes limping in after so that when men come to be undeceived, it is too late. The jest is over and the tale hath had its effect. I've read that quote in the vlog many times before. The tale hath had its effect. So we will be living in some maliciously created myths for the coming year and beyond. Four in particular. Conflation of black market THC related serious lung injuries with commercial nicotine products. Yep. Number two. The moral panic over America's epidemic of youth nicotine addiction. Yep. Number three. The idea that outright i.e. India, or partial prohibitions, uh, flavors, are a good policy response. (laughs) Yes, prohibition and flavor bans are a good policy response. Four, that reducing nicotine concentrations to EU levels will somehow prevent youth vaping. Controversy! Nick caps, that's something that uh, nobody can seem to agree on. Nicotine caps. Maybe we'll talk about that in the vlog this week. Much of the tobacco control community, both academics and activists, have responded with barely concealed glee, as if a few deaths are just what's needed to get back into the comfort zone of battling big vape, a.k.a. the new merchants of death. We will not see truth simply, simply but slowly reassert it. We will not see truth simply but slowly reassert itself like some law of nature. We will see more and more Wow, I don't even know what that word is. I can't even, what, I can't, what is this word? Nope, why am I printing it? Nope, what, what was that? What was that? Audacious, oh, okay. Audacious, uh, surprisingly bold risks. All right, there we go. Audacious attempts to use falsehoods to pursue an anti-vaping, anti-nicotine agenda worldwide that will, that will led by the World Health Organization FCTC, COP9, drawing inspiration and cover from the wide, from the warped discourse in the United States. Wow, Clive, you write smarter than I can read. <sighs> With big money from the likes of Mike Bloomberg, the deceits will work their way into every corner of the world until no one knows what to believe or accept what the American anti-vaping missionaries tell them or buy them to believe. The challenge for 2020 and beyond is to get back to facts and reality and keep the hype, lies, and moral panic in check. The industry needs to explain itself better and stop making unforced concession to its detractors. 
Man, that's a heavy sentence. Consumers need to tool up intellectually and organizationally for one hell of a battle. We need to grow the network of honest brokers in public health who see the massive opportunities of vaping and put the relatively of vaping and put the relatively trivial risks into proportion. Silver lining, I expect some critical scrutiny of the behemoths of public health. Perhaps someone will finally ask, for example, the American Heart Association, Heart Association turn over $852 million a year, why it publishes teaching materials saying that there are many unfounded beliefs that vaping is safer than combustible cigarettes. <sighs> damn good, Clive. Damn, damn good, Clive Bates. Damn good, Clive Bates. Yeah, hit that like button. You can hit it. You can smash it. You can punch it. You can, uh, that's fine. That's fine, Justin. Sometimes the Tuesday Bro Tuesdays get a little bit, uh, a little bit intense and a little bit, you know, you got to pay attention to what's going on here. So I had another one, one last prediction. Um, this, this last prediction comes from, I know I throw this term around a lot, like my advocacy hero, my tobacco harm reduction hero. This might even be like a little bit of a tobacco harm reduction crush, much like in the same way that my lovely wife, she has a crush on Paul Blair, Americans for Tax Reform. She just does and I accept it and I'm cool with that as long as she accepts that I've got a little bit of a crush on Professor Mariwa Glover. Mm, Mariwa Glover, she's smart. She's very, very cool. You should follow her on Twitter. She's just brilliant. She is just brilliant. Um, she's a researcher in New Zealand. She's the founder of the Center of Research Excellence, Indigenous Sovereignty and Smoking. Very, very smart. And let's read what she, let's read her prediction. In fact, can I find her uh, Twitter? I kind of want to put her Twitter in the description here. There she is. Here she is in the tweets. Go, go follow her. Brilliant. She's brilliant. She is brilliant. So let's get to, uh, let's read about her prediction here. Let's read about her prediction. It feels surreal to be predicting what's going to happen regarding vaping in 2020. One of my favorite TV programs when I was younger was Beyond 2000. Yes, me and my brother loved Beyond 2000. Loved Beyond 2000. I couldn't wait for the high-tech future they profiled to get here. I'm also amazed at times that I'm still alive to see the science fiction type futures imagined by past authors becoming reality. Like many people who had a lot of fun in their younger days, which back then often involved a lot of smoking, drinking, parties and clubbing, drunk driving, late nights and junk food galore, I didn't expect to still be here. I live a healthy life now, but there's always that fear that some disease caused by smoking will still take me out. Many long-term smokers expect a smoking-related disease to pop up any day or, or more fatalistically, a heart attack or stroke like a guillotine would suddenly cut their life short. It's actually a very stressful worry to have hanging over you every day, especially if you have children that you want to be around for. Last year, I correctly foresaw that vapors would become more vocal and powerful in advocating for their rights to vape. Social media has been flooded with testimonials. Regardless of how long people had smoked, many feel saved 
For some, their life has been transformed. The benefits they speak of go beyond just physical health improvements. Vaping has enabled people to tell the Grim Reaper that we in tobacco control imprint on their psyche to fuck off. Vaping has given people hope that they will now get to see their kids grow up. They are now living a renewed passion. For me, this has been one of the most amazing consequences of vaping technology. In 2020, we will see millions more people freed from the dysphoria caused by the constant, often exaggerating, bleeding of public health. If you do that, you'll die. Repeat ad nauseum unburdened and re-energized vapors will become even more powerful in fighting back against the unfounded unjust restrictions and bans on vaping and snooze i think also at least i hope many of the vaping advocates will stick around to make sure that smokers um, among the most marginalized groups in the world will also get access to this transformative technology excellent Excellent. Professor Glover, excellent. Excellent prediction. So like I said, I'm going to leave this uh, link to this whole article and you can read everybody's predictions for 2020 in this article. I'll have it down in the description and uh, reading through some of these predictions, especially reading through some of the people that I know. It was really a very uh, burp life. It was really a very like uh, inspiring energizing sort of thing. I feel very, I feel very energized. I feel very optimistic about the future. I'm excited to get into 2020. I'm excited that we can all kind of hit the ground running. We're all, you know, a lot of us, we're all getting on Twitter. We're all tweeting like our, at our public officials like crazy. We got to keep using the we vape, we vote hashtag. We have to realize that outside of this industry, there are people exactly like Professor Glover that are on our side. There are powerful people and smart, smart people on our side fighting with us, fighting for us. They, you know, it's like what they said in the new Star Wars movie, and I think it's dumb to use a movie line, but they make you feel, you know, they make you feel defeated by making you feel alone. And we need to realize that we are not alone. We are all on this. We are all in this together. We're all in this together. We've got a lot of great people fighting alongside. I'm really optimistic. I'm really excited for 2020. I'm excited to get into this and. You know, regardless of what happens, I do believe that vaping will remain a force to be reckoned with in the United States. Vapors do want to vape and we will find a way to vape. We just will. (coughs) Regardless of bad legislation, Yeah, Amelia Howard, 100% follow her on Twitter. Regardless of bad vape legislation, regardless of of bad health orgs spouting nonsense and telling people that vaping is just as bad as tobacco, cigarettes is just as bad as combustion, all of these liars are all going to be exposed. It's it's like like it wasn't... uh, I don't think it was Clive Bates. It might have been Clive Bates. It might have been Clive Bates who was talking about banging the drum for adult choice and banging the drum for freedom because the market wants what the market wants. And if there is a flavor ban, I predict 
that there will be a slew of short fills out there. There's already short fills on the market. The market wants what the market wants. The market wants 100 mil, three milligram vape liquid. If you're gonna ban this, or you're gonna ban the components that go in this, we will find a way to make it. We will find a way to continue to vape. The market wants what the market wants. And what gets in the way of the market? What gets in the way of the market, everybody? That's right, the federal government. Every question, the the answer is never the federal government. The answer is never more government involvement. The answer is never more government influence. The answer is never more government bureaucracy. I'm a libertarian guy, I'm a freedom guy, and that's just the lens that a lot of this is getting viewed from. And uh, I cannot believe the things that are going on in Boston. I cannot believe the things that are happening on a national level. And here's what I'm gonna leave you. For the end of 2019, this is something I've been saying all year, and I'm gonna say it now, I'm gonna say it with meaning, I'm gonna say it with purpose. Be relentless. Be relentless. Get on Twitter tweet at people, make phone calls, send emails, spread information, educate as many people as you can, be relentless. We are making a difference. There's a reason why keep telling people, call, 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 because the call, 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 it's making a difference. It's making a difference. Wait, what'd you say, green-eyed lady? Breaking news, Wall Street Journal says no ban on open system flavored e-liquids. (coughs) <coughs> well, we might have some breaking news. Wall Street Journal. Uh, I'm just going to look for vape flavor ban. Wall Street Journal flavor ban. Uh, can't find that. I can't verify your information there, uh, green-eyed lady. Cannot verify this. Uh, all I see are expected stories, expected to ban, expected to ban this, expected to ban all flavors, New York expected to do this. Can't find a, uh, cannot find a uh, FDA to ban all Easter pod flavors except tobacco. All right, here we go. Except tobacco and menthol. I'm going to have to subscribe. Food and Drug Administration plans to ban the sale of fruity flavors and cartridge-based e-cigarettes, but the restrictions won't apply to tank vaping systems commonly found at vape shops, according to people familiar with the matter. Okay, I can't, I don't, I'm not a member of the Wall Street Journal, so I can't read this whole thing. The action is seen as a compromise between the Trump administration officials who want to address a rise in teen vaping and those concerned about the impact on small businesses and the possible political fallout. For President Trump. That's as far as I can read. Apparently, this is a thing. Thomas Crow's got the link down there in the description. Yep, this is the same one that I was reading that will not let you go any further, any further, any further than uh, than two paragraphs. Keep calling. Keep calling. We're going to make a difference. We are going to make a difference. We're going to change the course of history, you guys. I legitimately and truly, truly do believe that. I think we're going to change the course of history. Paul Blair, Paul Blair over there on uh, Twitter's talking, talking about this. Uh, 
Dang, this is this is exciting. It's like uh, breaking news. Let's search Paul. Uh, uh, Paul. Paul Blair. Uh, ironically, this is a huge win for Jewel too. It hurts their main competitors in the pod space, particularly every other product sold in convenience stores. Congrats, Health and Human Services, FDA. That is a big win for Jewel. It is a big win for Jewel. Vapors won the vape war. They are fighters. They never give up. They refuse to cave. I love you, Paul Blair. I'm going to type that. I don't care if Paul Blair thinks that's creepy. Breaking. Closed systems are banned and open systems are saved. Open systems are saved? The FDA plans to ban the sale of fruity flavors and cartridge-based e-cigarettes, but the restriction won't apply to tank vaping systems. This is some breaking news right now. This is a huge, this is huge breaking news right now. And you guys are all live with me. I wish I could read this whole thing. Who subscribes to the Wall Street Journal? Damn it, who subscribes to the Wall Street Journal? Yeah, who subscribes to, I don't know, who subscribes to Wall Street Journal? Be polite, be brief, say thank you. Continue to call the White House. Continue to call the White House. And now what our messaging should be with the White House isn't don't bland flavors, these saved my life. You know, don't be angry about it. What I think our approach should be is more of a like, thank you for preserving my access to these products. Thank you. Thank you. I, man, this is interesting. This just threw a whole wrench in the system. I'm going to need to do a video for this. Nope. We're going to talk. Okay. We'll save this for, we'll save this for the vlog. We're going to talk about this in the vlog, you guys. And I'm going to freaking subscribe to the Wall Street Journal just so that I can read this whole stupid article. Crazy. What a way to end the stream. What a way to end this year, you guys. I can't, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe I can't believe that just happened just now during this stream, but it seems to be true. They are only and look, this is one of those does this open up another discussion to giving them an inch? Are they going to take a mile? Is this where it starts? And they say, "Oh no, 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 no. FDA, come on. Come on, you guys. We're only banning fruity flavors in cartridge-based e-cigarettes for now." Right. What about the PMTAs? Does this mean that there are no PMTAs? Does this mean that the PMTAs are only going to affect cartridge-based pod systems? I mean, does this mean, what does this mean? What does it mean? I don't know. I don't know what it means, but I'm going to have to read about it. I'm going to have to read about it. Uh, Let's go ahead and wrap this Tuesday Bro Tuesday up. But damn it, that was some really good surprising news today from the Wall Street Journal uh, I, there's a link in the chat. There's going to be a link in the description and, uh, I'm going to, yeah, I will. I'll post my thoughts after I read it on Patreon for sure. Timothy, uh, I don't know what anybody has to say about this. I, I, I can't, I'm going to, this is something, this is what I'm getting into right now. This is how I'm going to spend the rest of my afternoon is literally just, uh, <laughs> literally just digging into this, but damn it, you guys here, let me lead one last, uh, super chat here from vape and case. Yo, yo, broski. 
Great review on the ICOS. I'm sure you're satisfied YouTube by staying within the guidelines. I tried my best, Vaping Case. I really did. I really, really did. Uh, there's a trail for you. $1. Here you go on me. Thank you, Samuel. Thank you. Samuel Williams, the founding father. Wow, thank you. Thank you. Huge win that just happened right now. I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to read this. I'm going to read as much as I can. I want to try to do a video for it. I might just do another live stream tomorrow. We'll definitely talk about it on the vlog, but I'm going to go ahead and end this here Tuesday, bro. Tuesday, you guys. I just want to say, A, I love you guys. Thank you so much, seriously, for coming out. Uh, it really does mean the world to me. Um, got some really great news at the end of 2019. On the last day of 2019, we got some good news. What a way to end this year. What a way to end this stream. I could not be more excited and more proud to be part of this industry and part of this community that has initiated this real change in the world. Real change has just happened because of you guys, because we all did this together. That's some real change. So here's what I'm going to say. Be relentless. Happy New Year. We are the revolution. And uh, no matter what anybody any crooked politician tells you, no matter what YouTube tells you, no matter what Ombi One Kenobi tells you. <laughs> I'm just kidding, bro. I'm just kidding. No matter what anybody tells you, absolutely, you should always keep on vaping. Thank you guys so much for joining me. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to say goodbye from Tuesday, bro, Tuesday. I'll see you all. I'll see all my Yo-Yo Cool Kids clubs tomorrow. And then Thursday, I'll see you back here for the vlog. Be excellent to each other, you guys. Peace out.